0: everybody, welcome to Boys Will Be Human. This podcast is about toxic masculinity. It is a narrow and repressive description of manhood, designating manhood as defined by violence, sex, status, and aggression. It doesn't always allow boys to express how they feel. And when that builds up inside without a healthy expression, some dangerous events can happen. Also being toxic doesn't automatically mean you're hurting others. You can still just hurt yourself and be toxic i'm toxic we are all toxic or at least have been at one point in our lives because of our culture that has instilled certain gender norms we have to follow quote unquote follow i believe this is the cause of many problems in this world and step one is to talk about it talk about our feelings our ups our downs our experiences and our solutions for a better future thank you so much for listening let's begin Today is a different kind of episode. It was kind of like on the whim. After the cover came out, Paul texted me and said, Hey, do you want to do an episode? We kind of didn't like rush it, but it was, uh, there's a little bit of planning that goes into these episodes, I'd like to believe. This story was kind of put on the national uh, news circuit because of one woman's tweet. And so we try not to say her name throughout the podcast, but when we do, you'll hear me try and cut it out. And then you'll hear randomly throughout the podcast if it has like a weird jump cut to another word it's me trying to get rid of her name from the um from the podcast because it's not about her today is about how we feel about it how people feel about the cover and what has prompted um our conversation so i hope you enjoy here we go
1: one of the good things about someone like her making a dipshit statement like that (laughs) is that it does evoke the conversation that I hope we kind of move into about celebrating individual choices and celebrating the fact that at the end of the day, if Harry Styles wants to put on a dress, Harry Styles should fully be able to put on a dress and it shouldn't be anybody's business. It shouldn't be anybody's, it shouldn't get to the point where someone feels like they have to tweet about it.
0: Let's just move towards the idea of when men put a dress on or when men do things that are Outside of the the norm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, do you think it's because I I posted something about it the other day where when Billy Porter wore the dress at the Oscars, Mm.
1: I don't feel like I looked stunning every single time.
0: It looked great. But I don't, maybe I just didn't hear anything because maybe his fans aren't as intense as One Direction's fans, but I just didn't hear anything about it. And so I wasn't sure if there was like a reason why wasn't this? I wasn't asking for more criticism when Billy Porter did it, but I was like, why didn't people hear about this as much as they're hearing about it
1: now? Well, I will say, I mean, I remember, I, I believe it was the Oscars where he first did it on the red car. I mean, because he's done it a bunch of times now and has always, Yeah. I mean, his stylist deserves all of, I mean, not all of the credit, obviously, because Billy Porter has, you know, a big part in choosing what he wears, but yeah. Whoever is making those clothes, whoever is helping him with the, I mean, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. And I think he always looks amazing and always makes really cool, bold choices as someone who does really love watching red carpet stuff and fashion and stuff like that. I just, I'm, I'm every single time he's on a red carpet, I feel like he outdoes himself and it's, and it's really amazing I will say that there was a lot of negative critiques. Um, mm-hmm. Not anything that I think rose to the level of someone with a public platform denouncing it. But I certainly remember hearing people being like, oh God, like, what is he doing now? Like, blah, 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 blah. And this is this is ridiculous or r- crazy. Or And I do think what's interesting to sort of examine there is the fact that there were not as many people vocally praising Billy Porter for the choices that he makes. I and and people definitely did. There was that. There was a lot of people who um spoke positively about about his his clothes and and his red carpet looks. But it is interesting to me that a Black man in his 50s doesn't necessarily get the same support as a white man in his 20s. I mean, I I think that that for me is something that is a little hard to ignore. And it was something that I, to be completely honest, wasn't thinking about until I saw a, a friend of mine on social media was posting some stuff about that and saying that men of color who do this are often demonized and questioned, whereas white men who do it tend to, you know, there's there's obviously initially some backlash, but then there's a heap load of support that comes later. I mean, Sam Smith, last year when he came out as non-binary, when they came out as non-binary, um, faced a lot of criticism about the choices that they were making and the clothes that they were, they were deciding to wear. Mm. But then, of course, once people realized how ridiculous that was there were many celebrities who were very complimentary of Sam Smith and and praised them for being so bold and 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 doing that so i think i think part of the question should be maybe maybe you know it's probably not a good place to start but i think that it, it that is an int- that's just something that i viewed and i think that that's something that shouldn't be forgotten in terms of this conversation where you know of course it's amazing that many many celebrities in tweets, you know, came to Harry Styles defense and sort of said positive things. But I just think we need to be aware that if uh, as a society, if we are going to praise Sam Smith and Harry Styles for these choices, it has to be it has to be equal for all we have to then support. Billy Porter and someone like Jaden Smith and and any any anyone and regardless of their race everybody should have the right to wear whatever clothes they want especially if the decisions that they're making go against the gender norms that have been in place for so long you know we shouldn't be tearing people you know men who wear dresses we shouldn't be tearing them down we should be telling them as a society that that is okay because yeah. Already what they've done is so hard to wear a dress when you're a man, especially a public figure. It takes a lot of balls. I hate that. <laughs> I just said that, but it does. It takes it takes some serious courage to be a man and wear a dress and be on a red carpet or on the cover of a magazine. But the support needs to be there. They need to hear, I think, that there are people who aren't just tolerant of it and say oh that's great i don't really care but whatever do what you want to do yeah but there are people who say no it is it is wonderful that you feel that wearing a dress makes you feel good it's wonderful that wearing high heels because it's all about that i mean i'm going to i'm going to go to the 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 vogue article really quickly and i'm actually going to read Something that Harry Styles says in his interview, because I think it's, it's funny to me that there were, you know, with the situation, I think clearly all she saw were the pictures. And that must have been the thing that sort of, you know, got her all up in a tizzy. Because I think if anybody read some of the things that he was saying in this article, they'd, they'd only have nice things to say. So I'm going to go to one Mm -hmm. sort, sort of towards the end of the article. He says, I think if you get something that you feel amazing in, it's like a superhero outfit. Clothes are there to have fun with and experiment with and play with. What's really exciting is that all of these lines are kind of just crumbling away. When you take away there's clothes for men and there's clothes for women, once you remove any barriers, obviously you open up the arena in which you can play. I'll go and shop sometimes and I just find myself looking at the women's clothes thinking they're amazing. It's like anything. Anytime you're putting barriers up in your own life, you're just limiting yourself. There's so much joy to be had in playing with clothes." I've never really ha- I've never really thought too much about what it means. It just becomes this extended part of creating something. So I think there's a lot of really good shit in that just that one paragraph yeah. about um, limiting yourself and, you know taking away this filter that I think everybody is born with, you know, boys versus girls, men versus women, not necessarily in a combative stance, but thinking that like there are you know this idea that there are clothes for men and clothes for women. Mm. Um, so much so to the point that men's clothes and women's clothes are often sized differently. Everything men wear is small, medium, large, and women, there's obviously small, medium, large there, but there's also the number system that kind of just inherently divides the ability so I think a big part of you know something that I really got out of that paragraph that I just read too was the fact that Harry Styles being a musician being an artist it's it's obviously it's self-expression and obviously it's part of you know dressing the way that you feel but there's also a part that it's it's almost like an extension of his creative process in a way which I think is wonderful. I think there's so many cool ways that artists of every kind, actors, singers, dancers, um, filmmakers, there's always, you know, personal touches to everything that they do. And I think that's it's, it's, it's a cool thing to sort of put out into the world that he's using clothes and using his style to kind of continue his artistry. You know, it's not just about I mean, obviously, there's a big part of it that's like, I'm wearing this dress because it makes me feel good. Yeah. But it's also this kind of logical extension of his image and and who he wants to be seen as. And I think the the wherewithal of that statement alone, I think, I mean, he's, a, he's an incredibly aware guy. And clearly he's made a name for himself in the world of music, but he's kind of also with that kind of stuff. I feel like he's also just making a name for himself in the ways of humanity. He's just kind of, he's making it so easy and so understandable. I mean, the way he spoke about it in that paragraph is so clear and concise. It's not Muddy or overly you know verbose, he just he really gets down to it and says, "I find myself looking at women's clothes, and I think they look amazing like how how much more simple can it be than that looks beautiful, I want to put it on? There's nothing you can't beat that. no, not at all. There's nothing you can say that would make that any more clear or concise. so
0: and he also doesn't diminish one side of the other which is what I like. He doesn't say like men's clothes are boring. So I'm going to go to the, cause I'm out of options with men's clothes. Yeah. It's just like, I tend to look at women's clothes and I happen to like it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And yeah, Um, I think mm-hmm. it's weird to see a man very secure with his not weird. Maybe it's weird for me. Maybe that's why I'm having such a reaction to the reaction, mm. but I think it's always interesting to see a man very secure about the way they look, the way mm-hmm. they feel, or at least in my world it is because I identify as a man, especially as a straight man. To see whenever I can, res- I respect anyone who's confident in their own skin, no matter what they mm-hmm. look like. And I'm honestly, honestly, I'm very jealous because sometimes I can't do that. And it doesn't matter who they are, who they're with, what they're wearing; mm. they're just themselves. That's the number one thing I've always said about. Like one of my friends, uh, one of my friends, Luis, He uh, he he doesn't. He's not doing anything anything like Harry Styles, but he's just he's physically himself with whoever's in the room, and he talks about the things that he likes. And I really appreciate that as a friend, just looking at that, or like looking at Jonathan Van Ness about whatever he does. He's just himself, mm-hmm. whatever. And I just his confidence. I just I really want that confidence. But it's just interesting. To see, yeah, when you see a man in a dress versus if you see a woman in a suit, it's mm. it could be different. And I feel like maybe societally, we kind of just put like, oh, when a woman's in a suit, she could be strong. She could be more masculine. But then we put a man in a dress and it's like, oh, oh, he's a little feminine. So yeah. he, he can't do, you know, he can't yeah. do that.
1: Well, it's interesting you bringing up women in suits because this, this whole thing got me thinking a lot about, I don't know if you ever saw this movie came out a few years ago called A Simple Favor with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. I heard. And um, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty (laughs) goofy, silly kind of crime thriller, comedic in its ways. You know, I wouldn't say an overly you know I mean it's a it's an average movie um I saw it when I was working at a movie theater so I saw it for free and wouldn't really ever revisit it other than the fact that Blake Lively's character she plays a very kind of mysterious enigmatic um Mm -hmm. she's like a fashion PR person and she basically throughout the entire film exclusively wears menswear wears suits and you know tuxedo type clothing and she obviously it's Blake lively she looks gorgeous she could wear like a paper bag and everyone would be like oh yeah yeah yes (laughs) um but it was it was actually a big part of the conversation about the film leading up to it was sort of lauding the film and and really kind of saying wow what a brave choice to have Blake Lively in menswear and you know, oh. suit pants and and jackets and stuff like that. And it it was something, you know, I I wasn't obviously at this at this, you know, Harry Styles wasn't on the cover of Vogue two years ago when the movie came out, but it was this kind of thing that I was thinking about, thinking, it seems like a really interesting point. And it's probably something that other than for the character she was playing. I doubt it was something Blake Lively thought about very much. When you're an actor playing a role, you wear the clothes that they want you to wear. I mean, I don't, I mean, you know, it may be different film to film, actor to actor, but I think on the on the whole, the costumes that your character are wearing speak to, speak to the film and speak to more than just like what you want. So yeah. it, it, it was very curious to me that everyone was sort of, you know, applauding Blake Lively for this choice when I was like, I don't necessarily know if it was her choice. And it wasn't... <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it might, it might've been, I don't don't know, but it, it was, it was curious to me that a woman deciding to wear, or, you know, the perception of a woman deciding to wear suits and wear pants and jackets and stuff like that. It was viewed as a positive. Whereas, you know, even, even when you're sort of talking about Harry Styles in a dress, it's, it's almost like there's this undercurrent always of like, well it's a it's a crazy choice but you know he looks great and he if it makes him feel good it's the the parallel isn't direct i think and it and there will always probably be more attention paid to a man wearing a dress than a woman wearing a suit just because we're so backward and we're still we're so many years behind yeah. you know the consciousness growing of people saying it really shouldn't even be a conversation when the day comes that you know, let's say someone 15 years down the road, again, a man is on the cover of a magazine wearing a dress. The progress will be real when no one says a goddamn thing about it. That's when things will really be changed. And, you know, I'm not enough of a fool to think that change is even going to happen in this realm in, you know, 15 years, but it is, it is, it's something that I feel like You know, someone like Blake Lively in A Simple Favor, you know, that characterization owes a huge debt to, you know, Katherine Hepburn in the 30s and 40s wearing pants and not doing it just as a stylistic choice, but doing it in a a time when that was just not done. Women did not wear pants. Women did not wear suits. And the fact that one of the biggest movie stars in the world did that and was more comfortable in pants than she was in, in dresses and skirts was like a huge deal. I remember reading a lot of stuff in her autobiography about how how much flack she got about that and how much of a thing that was. So we, you know, I mean, all that to say that we still live in a very kind of gender-specific world. We still, there's this weird obsession with kind of categorizing and, and figuring out who who belongs where and, yeah. you know wanting to look at someone and look at the clothes that they're wearing and, and make, and then in your head say, okay, that's a man. Cool. Check that one off the list or whatever, you know, it's this weird thinking and it would be, it would be wonderful if we could live in a world where, you know, a guy's on the cover of a magazine in a address and no one says anything. I just, I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that we'll, we'll ever be in a place where that will happen. There's always going to be someone that has a problem with it. There's always going to be some. And if I'm being honest, there are probably people even two years ago in 2018 who saw Blake Lively wearing menswear and were like, why is she wearing, why is she wearing a suit? Why is she, why is she doing that? And like, there's Mm -hmm. always going to be that thinking. There's always going to be this disconnect between people thinking, well, she's a woman. She shouldn't be wearing that. Instead of thinking she's a woman with her own agency. He's a man with his own agency. Let them wear whatever the fuck they want. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be something that we're so preoccupied with. But we are. We always are. We're always. I mean, the fact that we feel like we need to make an episode of a podcast about Harry Styles and <laughs> a dress means that we as a society are just still very overcome by it. I think we're on the right side of it because what we're talking about are the reasons that it should be celebrated and the reasons that yeah. it is. Or just left alone. Yeah, or left alone. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Like, it shouldn't be something that like a statement from someone like, shouldn't create this sort of firestorm that that it has it should just be fine. And, you know, I think he, what he's done with being on this cover has taken a step towards that for better or for worse, whatever she says. I mean, the fact that he did it is an amazing step forward. Yeah. And and it's something like what you just, you know, when you were talking before about like wishing you had the confidence to just be more, you know, yourself or whatever. I mean, that's what, that's why him being on the cover. I mean, I'll, I'll take back what I said before. That is why, harry styles being on a dress on the cover of vogue is important because it helps to you know kind of may <laughs> <laughs> sorry if i just had to keep this okay. in,
0: if i just had to keep this in everybody listening my one of my cats jasper just walked across and so Paul very could, like Paul is where i live now paul like, could oh, i mean that yeah that's that's <laughs> very cat that's very normal like this is my i own this oh, here here he comes um, he just walked across, and basically all Paul could see was probably just my eyes, um, <laughs> uh, above his body. Um, so if you hear him meow from here, and then it'll come from him. But cool, cool. What were you saying? I'm so
1: sorry. I mean, I just I I think that it's you know him doing something like this. I hope um, will help people to feel more confident to live more authentically. I mean, I think that's what the whole point is. That's kind of what his what his, you know, the, the thing he said in the paragraph that I read is all about is, you know, it shouldn't be about, nah, eh, I shouldn't wear that. Cause it's a women's blouse or whatever. It's like, well, looking, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's funny. It's kind of like the Marie Marie Kondo thing of like, look at something. And if it gives you joy, keep it. Yeah. If it doesn't get rid of it. And I yeah. think that we can approach, we can approach so many different things in our lives with that sort of look at something. And if it's something that you think would make you happy, go for it. If it's not, leave it alone. And clothes are such a, you know, clothes, we could talk, we could probably do four episodes about men and clothes and the the whole cultural significance of that. But I think as a bottom line, clothes are not just personal expression. They're not just what we think is aesthetically pleasing or comfortable. It's so much like a lot of things in a patriarchy, it's baked in so deeply that like, it takes active work to kind of deconstruct that stuff. You don't just get over that kind of thing automatically. You do have to think, well, you know, if you ever, I mean, this is, you know, if anyone anyone out there listening to this has ever felt weird about seeing a guy in a dress or had, you know, negative things to say about Harry Styles' Vogue cover, I think what I would suggest is take a moment and really think about that. One, think about does Harry Styles in a dress on the cover of Vogue, affect my life in any way. That's a good place to start because the obvious answer is no, it doesn't really matter. But B, think about what's bringing that up. Think about if, if, if it really, if the image of a man in a dress really bothers you that much, examine that. Think about it. Really try to understand what it is because until you get to the core of that, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to get anywhere or you're, and you're never going to get over it until you really, really, really think about why that's bothering you. You know, kind of knee-jerk reaction for me, if can't pissed, it kind of gets me thinking, well, what man in your life, wore a dress and it really bothered you? Or, you know, did someone that yeah. you were friends with do that and it just it, it pissed you off or, you you know, you didn't think... I mean, there it, I can't do that work for <laughs> her and we can't do that work for anybody else. We can only do it for ourselves. And if it really is something that pissed you off so much that you're willing to tweet about it, maybe pause before you hit send and do some examining. I mean, I think that, unfortunately, we're not living in a society right now where people are willing to do a lot of that work. Yeah. But... You, you got to do it. You have to you have you have to think about these things because Harry Styles is a wildly successful, wildly talented guy who's wearing a dress on the cover of a magazine. He's one. I mean, as I said before, he is in the power position. It does not matter to Harry Styles what the average person says about him wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue. It yeah. really doesn't matter, yeah. It's not going to take his money away, it's not going to take away his talent, and it's not going to take away his popularity, really. The people who like Harry Styles were not detracted by the fact that he was wearing a dress. They were all for it. The only people who had a problem with it were the people who don't know who he is probably – Or, like, we're using it as an excuse to talk about something else. Talk about something that was really not happening in Harry Styles' Vogue cover. He was not actively working to feminize men. That was not what was going on. And if you read the goddamn article, you would know that. You would know that what he is talking about is personal self-expression and creativity. Which, I don't know why anyone would have a problem with anybody else in the world expressing their creativity or their self-expression. I just, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But as I said before, there are a lot of people who take someone's personal self-expression as an attack on norms, on gender, on whatever. I mean, they just, I think, I think they just, they take it that way. So it's just, you know, looking at these, looking at these photographs, they're beautifully shot. He looks Man, like fantastic in every single one of them. Yeah, it's a great dress. The, you know, whatever, you know, there's, the, they're in, like, a field in... in it's very sound English. of music. <laughs> the one of him jumping on the trampoline with the the tarp in it, I mean, it's beautiful. And if a man, you know, looking beautiful is a problem for you, I mean, that's your own work. I mean, I don't I don't yeah. know what to say about that. I just, I, I don't know what to say about a lot of this, frankly. I mean, clearly that's bullshit because I've been <laughs> spouting <laughs> off for 20 minutes, but, like... I just in terms of the in terms of the problematic parts of Harry Styles Vogue cover which I'm using air quotes because I don't think there's anything problematic with it but yes. and if and if something bothers you let it bother you that's totally fine this external need to like tweet about it or say something about it or make it this thing that I don't understand you can't control
0: your reactions to things so just even having that reaction to that that cover I don't. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad reaction or whatever. Um, I mean, okay, I take that back. I, I don't think it's a good reaction, but you can't really control those. But you can still have the. You can still be shocked by it or angered by it. But then you can. But then you can examine it, like you were talking about. I mean, that's that's why I. That's why I go to therapy. <laughs> that's why I want to go to therapy. Go back because it's like ding, I ding, have this. ding re- ding. I have this reaction. What does this mean? This is how I really feel in this moment. It's good that you're if you're open with your feelings about oh, I don't like this or I feel insecure about this, I don't want to anymore, or I don't like the way I feel, but this is how I feel, and then you just talk it out or or, or whatever you do with your or however you get out. It. it doesn't have to be like therapy with a licensed therapist it could be with anything. Yeah. Or like yeah. you know, your version. But it's yeah, it's coming it's coming from somewhere else and it's just the whole fear of the unknown and
1: mm, mm. It,
0: it's just a big thing, I and mean, everybody has it. I have that with many things about like that has nothing to do with men in dresses. I mean, but I I do have those fears, and I I do creep back on some things. So I I feel like that is a universal insecurity of the fear of the unknown. But also something yeah something else is brewing from this, and it's causing it's it's causing this because like if he was committing a crime in a dress, I would have. I would be angry that he was committing a crime, but I wouldn't be like mad that he was wearing a dress, you know, like I'd talk about it, but I wouldn't say like, well, and then he was wearing a dress too. I'd be like, no, if that's what,
1: okay. That's what he did or whatever. Um, if you break into a car, it doesn't matter if you were wearing men's clothes, women's clothes or butt naked, you were breaking into a car. That's the problem. Exactly. Not the, not the visual aesthetic of what, clothes were on your body when you happened. I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head with the fear of the unknown thing. I think that is 100% what it is. And maybe in the political climate that we're in, in the social climate that we're in with COVID and all of that stuff, I think that people just, there's so much unknown and there's so much that's scary that something that is relatively low stakes, like, you know, a musician being on the cover of a magazine in a dress yeah. That's easier to focus on than the unknown about COVID and Trump not conceding. That stuff, yeah, is too hard for a lot of people to contend with, and it's too hard for them to focus on. But it's still the same. It's fear of the unknown. It's the same thing. Yeah. So you can't, you
0: can't put a label on it, so you don't know what to how to feel about it. He is like, I guess he is the Blake Lively of of this real world situation where he's kind of, he's kind of like all, all over the place in a very good way where he's not, he's not sticking to norms all the time or he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely not toxic. Um, no. Or I definitely, or maybe with these choice, these public choices, obviously I mean as a person, he's probably toxic at some point, but you know what I mean? Um, but like, well, cause everybody is, I mean, yeah, exa- exactly. But he's not saying like, Oh, since I'm, since I identify as a man or, I'm this sexual orientation or whatever, then I must do this. Mm. And he's just like, he's just challenging it. And I've always respected people that challenge it. And again, he's not hurting anybody. Quite the opposite, I think. And we just need to, I think the faster we normalize as many things as possible, then it just makes it easier. And sometimes it's just like, just visibility. I mean, just seeing more people, I mean, just watching like Will and Grace as a child, just seeing that world of, homosexual people mm-hmm. it made it easier and uh, subconsciously probably for even myself to be like oh, okay that's what it like they're not <laughs> they're not different they're just yeah. yeah the only the only difference is who they are sexually attracted to other than that they are everything that i feel like you know what i mean like yeah. it's like at like 10 yeah. years old 12 years old it just made it easier to be like okay i see this every There, there's good examples bad examples whatever you know yeah you see more trans people. The idea of someone being trans isn't unknown or maybe quote unquote scary because you see them, Um, you know, modern family with Mitch and Cam, it's just probably Mm. a lot easier just to see it. So I think if, if you see it, then it's not, uh, then it's not scary maybe to a majority of people who want to push things away. And so I think the more, the more we see men in dresses who are just expressing themselves I think we just need to see it more. And that's not easy. I'm not saying like it's an easy thing for people to for, for people to do that. So I can't say like, just do it. Like it's it's not that. I think we are doing the right thing with talking about how this should be celebrated. And we should see more if, if people are so inclined to do that. And like when you see like men paint their nails
1: or men wear makeup or... I mean, as you know, a gay man... Men who wear nail polish—that's deeply attractive. Like deeply, really? I I find that it? incredibly attractive when guys have nail polish on. What is it? Is it just like a? That's just how you feel, or is it because of the? Like why is that? I'm not like. It's a little bit. It's very, a little bit of both. I mean, I think it's it's it definitely showcases that this is a guy who is very aware of who he is, who is comfortable doing things that he that makes him happy um, and, you know, is, is willing to do that. It also, I just think is aesthetically pleasing. I think, you know, seeing a guy with like colored nail polish on, if it like, I'm thinking of a lot of times when I see it, when the guys do it to like match their hair or their outfits or stuff, it just, it's fucking cool. And it's, I don't know, it's hot. I think it's really, I think it's really attractive. And I think that there's the aesthetic part of it, but then there's a huge part of it. That's like, this guy doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) That's really cool. That's really, you know, people that are just like, this is who I am. And that's that. I think that's, that's really, there's something very alluring about that men, women, whoever, People knowing who they are and being confident in that—that's hot. That's super hot. I I I do think when when men
0: break gender norms, it gets more notoriety than when women break gender norms.
1: Well, I think because we're doing it more now, women have had. I mean, I you know, I think back to you know the the women's movements of like the sixties and seventies. They've been pushing those those lines. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking very generally, I'm not speaking for everybody, but I think in, in the more, in the widespread sense, I feel like women have been challenging those norms for a lot longer than men have. Um, Like I'm, you know, talking about Catherine Hepburn wearing suits in the 30s and 40s, she set that tone and it's kind of been going, we are, we're really kind of, I feel like at the, not necessarily the beginning, but we're, men are, I feel like maybe a little bit, a little bit less along than, than women are in that sense. And that's, Maybe why it gets a little bit more notoriety than than women. I'm not. I'm not a historian. I don't know everything, but I just that's kind of my guess is that women have been actively pushing against those norms for longer than men have been actively doing it as well. Um, possibly. And I only have possibly. I mean, that's I. I don't want to make a no. Oh, yeah. Statement like that. Like I know everything, but that's just my feel on it. Is that we're. We're kind of just getting to the point where men, famous men, are starting to really be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue. And one thing that I will say, too, that I think is really interesting to note, no one is talking about the fact that also with this Vogue cover, Harry Styles is the first man to appear alone on the cover of Vogue. I read that, too. Yeah. Which is very, very, very cool. Any men that have been on the cover before have been with a woman also on the cover. Kanye was on with Kim Kardashian um Sarah Jessica Parker and Chris Noth were on the cover but for him to be the solo man on the cover is I mean and Vogue's been around a long time that is not a new magazine in any sense of the word so that's I think that part of it is getting lost in the shuffle and I think that that's something we should we should just remember that obviously the the conversation about the clothes he's wearing is I think culturally more important but that's that's a huge milestone that's a that's a has there ever been two
0: men or more than two men? Were it just only men, or is it always been no? Women
1: no, and they else? did one cover that was a bunch of Olympic athletes, and I think there may have might have been like, but there were a bunch of them. I think there were like three or four people on each cover, and it was a couple of guys and a couple of girls, and and then yeah, like I mean, Kim and Kanye were on together, and I, I think there were other instances like that where men had been on the cover, but there was a an actress or a model or someone that was. That was there as well. I mean, inside the magazine, a lot men have been featured, a lot in the in the um, editorial editorial stuff. But yeah. you know, for him to be on the cover alone, that I that was that's pretty fucking cool. Have um, you um have you ever worn
0: women's clothing or or something that was outside of the norm and gotten a reaction or anything like that?
1: Um, the times that I've done it have never have never been nearly public enough for like a reaction. When I was in high school, you know, doing doing theater and doing, you know, the 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 festivals and stuff, you earned Thespian points to become like a, an actual Thespian in the International Thespian Society. Mm. And when you got enough points you were, you know, officially inducted, but then there was also this, like, you know, which at, at this point in my life, there was there was a little bit of hazing that went on where they called it, you know, Thespian Initiation. And we were kind of made to look really stupid and had to run around campus and do a lot of stupid shit that you do when you're in high school and think that that means <laughs> something when it doesn't. But, yeah, um, so for my Thespian Initiation, I had to dress up as um, Ginger Spice from the Spice Girls. I was in a group of five oh. and they were all Spice Girls. So I had to wear a dress... A, a kind of, you know, the the British flag dress that she wore. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of like that. So, I mean, that happened, but there was this obvious thing attached to it that was like, well, he's wearing a dress because they're making him. I never got any weird reactions because it was obvious that I was put in a position where I was forced to wear this dress. Yeah. Um, I mean, and when I was younger, um, when I would like, you know, put on little plays with my sisters, I'd wear heels and wear dresses and stuff, but it was always, it was always in that kind of performing space. It was never like, I'm choosing to walk out of the house like this. And I could be, and I could be not remembering some stuff. I mean, recently I've been realizing like how little (laughs) my life before like age 20, I actually remember. So there could be instances that I'm not thinking of, but I don't know. I just, I feel like with you know, my body and my face, I've always just, I've always felt more comfortable in men's clothes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I've never really thought to challenge that. And, you know, maybe now that, now that Harry's broken that ceiling for me, maybe I will, but I mean, I don't know. I I also feel like it's important to, to note that we're what we're talking about and what we're saying, isn't that you need to go out and push those boundaries. Yes. Um, You do not you don't need to. I just, I think that it's important to say if there's anybody out there, any little boys, any, any older boys, any men that are out there that have these desires and feel like it might be for them. I feel like what we're saying is try it. You, you may not like it, you may, but you may really like it. You may feel so much more comfortable and you may find that that's the way you want to go. I I think that so much of what I I want to express and what I'm talking about with this is just that it it it's about what you want to do with your own life. And I think that there are so many reasons in the year 2020 that people are not actively thinking about their own agency. And there's and and I completely understand that. We're in the middle of a global pandemic that's been going on for almost a year. We're in the middle of a very very intense political situation that should not be contested but it is and that's we can't do anything about that so i think you know people people and the choices that they make with their closing is clothing is maybe not at the forefront of everybody's minds but it is this thing where you can kind of take back the power in your own life and you can kind of own yourself a little bit more. I mean, I think that there's there's no need to, you know, buy heels and go out and wear them if that's not what's in your heart. That's, you know, that that would be almost as damaging as side of this. We're not forcing yeah. people to go out and try this, but if the desire is there, if there's a want or a need to put those clothes on and wear them, do it do what makes you feel happy, do what makes you feel comfortable. And that's not specific to clothes. That's, you know, I've I've been seeing a lot of things lately on social media, you know, about where we are in the year and where we are, you know, in terms of the the pandemic and stuff. And there's been a lot of talk about burnout and a lot of talk about people being overworked and overstressed. And we've gotten to a point that we're just, we're so stressed all the time that we're like, oh, well, this is just normal. This is normal. This This is the way things are. And that's not true. We should not always feel like this. And I think that, Bringing yourself out of that, obviously, a lot of things in the world have to change for those kinds of things to, you know, for people to feel more comfortable. We've got a lot of fucking work ahead of us. You know, Joe Biden getting elected did not flip a switch. And that's, oh no, (laughs) it was a great step in the right direction. But we have so much work to do. Everybody does. We all do. But one of the things that can kind of go side by side with that is, okay, let's, you know, let's work to better the world and let's work to make change, but let's also work to, start to feel a little bit more in ourselves because I think a lot of us have forgotten that and a lot of people have forgotten that truly we do have say in our lives and we may not have say over everything, but there are certain things that we have complete say over and one of those is what we wear. One of those is the clothes we put on our backs. Unless you're, you know, younger and, you know, your parents are buying your clothes for you or, you know, unless you're in a situation like, I don't, you know, thank God, I don't have to wear a uniform for work anymore. So there are those instances in which, no, you don't have control, but in the places that you do, it's very refreshing and it feels really good to exercise that control and say, well, today I want to put on this pink blouse and I want to wear a skirt. If that's what's in your head, there's probably a reason for that. I mean, you know, we, we so often, and this is something, you know, that, um, you and I both have a deep affinity for Mel Robbins, the life coach and author who's just aces. I mean, I mean, I, I, I love her so much. But one of the things that she said in the TED Talk that I, where I first discovered her was, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what it was, but she said something to the effect of like, we have these brilliant ideas every single day that we let fly by because we've somehow convinced ourselves that they're just ideas and they're not truly like... Our essence desperately trying to get out of us and desperately trying to get to our brain where we do so much mental gymnastics just to survive, especially in a year like 2020, that we think, oh, you know, wearing a dress now that's just a weird idea that I have. Well, pay attention to that. There's a reason that that keeps popping up in your head or, or and, and this can be for any anything in your life. I mean, trying to start a new career or, or, you know, yeah. starting the podcast. So, you know, these things are there for a reason and they're, and they're nutting around and they're, they're not going away, not because they're an active bother, but because there's something to it. They're, your Your body sort of knows that there's something going on that's real there. So I, I think that, um, listening to that voice a little bit more and not treating it like it's the crazy voice in your head, you know, try to flip that script a little bit more and try to try to listen to your instincts because that's kind of what they are. It's your gut. It's, it's your brain working. It's your brain saying, let's, let's figure this out. This, this feels right. This feels good.
0: I love Mel. She's so good.
1: Oh, she's just, she's She's amazing and she's really blown up on social media too. I mean, I the the stuff she's been po- I love the stuff she posts with her husband. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah. I mean, if if you listen to this podcast, Mel Robbins is instagram and and her twitter and and her books i mean it's it's a really good companion piece to to the stuff i think that you that you talk about and the kind of you know the subject matter that we raise here her her stuff is a is a great sort of parallel um thing to look at
0: yeah i agree
1: (laughs) that's all i got that's all i got um
0: I don't know if there's anything else. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I honestly, I have to get dinner started soon, but I also that's fine.
1: And, and I, I mean, I, I think we've touched on everything. I mean, I, if I'm going to leave it with anything, I think I would just say that, you know, this, this cover elicited a much stronger reaction than I was expecting and that I think is necessary. But I think what's really wonderful about someone like Cam opening her mouth and saying some stupid shit like that is that we get to examine, for all the reasons that she didn't like the Vogue article, I, I was able to actively find so many things about it that I thought were great. And I think that's just a good lesson. I mean, so often we see things on social media and we see tweets and we see posts that piss us off. And all we do is internalize it and struggle with it. And we keep it inside and we just, we let it, we let it become more than it needs to be. Instead of letting words about Harry Styles take over the narrative, I think, and this is the challenge that I'll say to anyone who's listening and, you know, anyone out there who finds themselves often getting, you know, riled up about social media and the things that people are saying is that one you're always when you're talking about social media you're always dealing with one person's opinion remember that it is always if if you know Josh from Arkansas is saying blah blah blah, blah just spewing all this bullshit on social media about, about Trump or covid or whatever it is his opinion And you are not obligated to A, listen to his opinion, or B, believe his opinion. You as a human being with a brain and a heart in your body have the agency and you have the ability to formulate your own opinion. If Harry Styles' Vogue cover was something that you didn't like, I challenge you, one, to come up with one really good reason why you didn't, or B, stare at it Read it, pay attention to it, and try to find things that you can find good about it. Because even if you don't love seeing him in a dress, that little paragraph that I read, every single person in the entire world can get something out of that. I don't care who you are, what your age is, what your gender, how you identify, any of it. Every single living person on this planet can get something out of that 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 paragraph that I read. And so if you're the type of person that's going to see somebody in a dress and walk away from something, please reconsider. Please, please, please open your mind a little bit more because if you do a little bit of digging, you will always be able to find something you identify with. I think all the time, even in the worst of people, there will be something that you're like, okay, I see, I don't agree with it and I don't like it, but I can see why they would feel that way. Because it will alleviate all this room in our brains that we're, we're filling it up with all this shit. And when there's shit in your head, the good stuff doesn't have room to stick. That's a big thing that I learned in therapy is that once you start dismantling and stopping, you know, once you stop caring about the stuff that doesn't matter, you have so much room in your head for the stuff that does. And, you know, ultimately, Harry Styles wearing a dress on the cover of Vogue should not be something you're walking around all day with positive or negative. I mean, it shouldn't be something you're focusing on that much that it's going to run your life. I think it's wonderful. I think it's brilliant. I think he looks stunning in all of his photographs, but I'm not going to walk around filling my head with that all the time. There are so many more important things to be worrying about.
0: Thank you, Paul, for joining me on this very more, I feel like more abrupt episode, but um, I don't mind these little episodes.
1: No, I love, I love this. I mean, you know, the... Like you, you and I conversations, even outside of the podcast, I feel like we always cover a wide range of, yeah. of topics, and the, the conversation always oh, yeah. goes in a thousand different directions. So,
0: that's one reason why I love talking to you because it goes in a thousand directions.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like I enjoy it. That. And I and and we always are able to sort of actually talk about stuff. It's never. I can't think of the last time you and I have had like a surface level conversation yeah. <laughs> about just like, how's your day? Oh, good. Like, it's never that. It, it hasn't been that since we met in, you know, when we were 18 years old. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that was the only surface level where I was like, I was eating too many of those cookies. And you're like, are you going to have those? Or so, I don't know, something like that. So I just wanted to have all of them. Uh, all right. Thank you, Paul. Uh, I appreciate you. it. And I will talk oh, to you happy soon. Happy to be here. Thanks again for listening, everybody. If you liked this episode, go ahead and share with someone who might benefit from hearing it. You can subscribe and get our new episodes every week here at Boys Will Be Human, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can tag us on Instagram at Boys Will Be Human. And you can join more conversations over at the Facebook Boys Will Be Human community page. And also leave a review. Reviews are crucial, especially for new podcasts like this one. Sorry, podcasts like this one. That's There it is. The music is by Polaroid Bear. Check out his music at his website in the show notes. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon.